Welcome, rock warriors, zombie queens, and everyone in between, to Stories to Dismember, a podcast where your hosts, Aaron, Lindsay, and Miguel, recap their horror film pick of the week based on a monthly theme. Don't be frightened by the vampy magnetism of my voice. I'm just putting it on for this intro. I normally sound like this. The boys and I discuss, aka dismember horror films together, but we do it in a more wholesome and silly fashion. Now, you will listen to stories to dismember. You will comment, rate, and subscribe. Hypnotism over. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to this episode of Stories to Dismember. And on this episode, we are continuing our vampire monthly theme for January. And we are covering the movie Interview with a Vampire from 1994. And this pick was by our Lindsay. Our Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm your guys' uh, Lindsay, I guess. <laughs> Ellie. It's the only Lindsay I got. So we have had an extended vampire month, really. And so far, all of the vampire movies we've picked have been pretty wild and pretty non-traditional as far as vampire movies go. I wanted to pick this one because I'd never seen it before. And Miguel hasn't seen it before, which mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time. Which is wild. Aaron, you said you watched this yearly, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, not intentionally, but it ends up being that way. It's just, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, like. It's, you, know, you know, every day, okay. every year, January 8th, I watch Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Well, <laughs> I was going to say that's like a testament to how good it is, but <laughs> that's not the reason he watches it, I guess. But this is more of a traditional view of vampires this movie like the way that they handle vampires and and rice who originally wrote the book wrote the screenplay to this movie so you know that the source is there the source material it feels authentic because vampires are real so you get all that authentic. no <laughs> vampires aren't real they are but they are. not in the fantastical sense miguel and i wish they were but yeah, this has been a whole shit show, really, trying to record this. We tried to, <laughs> just being honest here, we tried to record this a few days ago, and we were having all kinds of crazy technical issues. So we're starting afresh, um, which is why I'm starting us off <laughs> until we get to the point in Miguel's notes where he can continue. Yeah, because I didn't save my notes. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I never really do. I kind of just have them open and then close them when we're done. But and then I did that, and then today I realized, <laughs> oh shit, I didn't save them. So you're not you're not pen and paper, right? No, which I, I probably should. It's make it easier. But. I mean, or as I said, type your notes and then just print it. Which that's what I'm going to start doing because I write yeah. my notes and. My hand heart hurts like hell by the time yeah. I'm done. Yeah, but let's jump into this. Let's continue this shit show. <laughs> yeah. And then Miguel will uh, pick it up from there and I'll wipe the sweat off my brow. Like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Turn the spotlight over to him. <laughs> True. 
So no backstory or anything. Just get right into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> With the, the, the casting, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, we can we can we can like gloss over some backstory when it comes to relevant actors and stuff, mm-hmm. like when it makes sense in the moment. Modern day San Francisco. Uh, we see some credits. Makeup by Stan Winston. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> forget what i said immediately and jump right into some background all right see it's interesting that they put the makeup artist like in the beginning credits because normally that's reserved for like the director producer actors then makeup artist is like end credits but sten winston was very popular in the day he okay. did makeup for aliens terminator jurassic park worked with people like tim burton and steven spielberg and he's formed his own special effects school so he was a big fucking deal damn so he's rich i'm assuming (laughs) i like that's your takeaway (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah most likely hopefully that's a lot of work that's crazy (laughs) yeah that's That's cool. cool what a cool job we see an interviewer inside of a hotel room doing his thing, interviewing. He's interviewing mm. a vampire. Oh. Oh. It's the name of the movie. Oh, that's, so that's, that's where that's from. That's where oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I was Just, confused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know it's a vampire immediately. We know he's no. a vampire like three minutes in. <laughs> that's the... That's the twist. Three minutes in, he's interviewing a vampire. And at first, the dude is like, his back is turned away towards a window. He's got a long ponytail. Turns (laughs) towards the viewer. It's Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt as a vampire. (laughs) She. Yeah. That's crazy. He looks good. Yeah. (laughs) That's the best. That's, I'm going to say it. This is my hot take. This is the best Brad Pitt has ever looked. Oh. But in Fight Club? I was gonna say a lot of people go for Fight Club Pitt. Yeah. Um this is this is through a female gaze, I would say. Oh my god. That's what the ladies want. They want vampire Brad Pitt, not like that's who the guys want. Guys that's who simp, I was gonna say. Guys simp so hard for Fight Club. And literally. And then they don't even get the actual message. Right. Of the movie that the author of Fight Club intended. <laughs> right. uh, I'm going to get all these guys mad at me. Whatever. Come at me, bros. Let's get that bro engagement. It's <laughs> like when you wake out, right? You're like, what, oh, do you wanna, what do you want to look like? Brad Pitt in Fight Club or The Rock? I'm a fucking nerd. I just choose anime people. <laughs> <laughs> Not even real life people. <laughs> Or like a pro wrestler body. But that's a lot of steroids. You got to drink your milk and eat your vitamins like Hulk Hogan said. All right, whatever. Yeah. Well, we get to pro wrestling. All right, let's get I'm back sure to vampires. I'm sure Dave Bautista doesn't. I'm sure Dave Bautista doesn't. I don't want to make this the Dave Bautista podcast hour. Oh, I love yeah, I love Dave Bautista. He's very good. He's the best uh, pro wrestler turned actor. Yes, yeah. That's my take. It's Hard to agree. It's got range. Hard agree. Yeah. Anyway, there's a vampire in a hotel room <laughs> mm. with an interviewer. Christian Slater. Mm. Is Christian Christian Slater? That's the interviewer. 
Yeah, he's recording an interview for his podcast. Hmm. Podcast did not exist then. Does he explain why he goes to this interviewer wanting to be interviewed? He just thought he was the interviewer. Why saw him and he thought he was interesting. I guess that was the thing. <laughs> he Thanks just so interviews strangers in hotel rooms. And he's like, I was watching you, watching me, watch you. Yeah. Interesting. Because I can see that, but I also got this sense that he was just sort of world weary and was like, I haven't done this before. Let's try something else. Maybe this will make me feel <laughs> Just saw a hot, a hot guy <laughs> and invited him to a hotel <laughs> Pretty much. I was, I was, well, yeah, I guess so. Midlife crisis uh, type move here. <laughs> I mean, he's been a vampire for 200 years, so... I guess his mid his uh, full life is going to be four hundred if this is his midlife crisis. Anyway, we know he's been a vampire for two hundred years because Louis, the vampire played by Brad Pitt, tells the interviewer that, and uh, the interviewer does not believe that he's a vampire. Anyway, he dives right in, saying that in 1791, it was the year that he was turned into a vampire. At 24 years old, he was a plantation owner. In the south of Louisiana. Uh oh. Yeah. Anyway, he lost he lost his wife and child, and as you do, went into a Great Depression and drank and gambled. And at one point, he gets into a fight cheating at cards and encourages <laughs> the man that he was gambling with to shoot him. So mm. we see the man follow him outside the tavern, and then. A pimp approaches, I think he was a pimp. Yeah. Mm. To rob him at knife point while Louis is making out with a sex worker. Oh, mm -hmm. for some reason, I, for some reason in my notes, I scratched out sex worker and put lady of the night. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> as was the style of, of the yeah. time. That's how you would call him. That's a very, is... you know. Yeah. I feel like I'm reading somebody else's notes entirely, like Pastor Lindsay. <laughs> She's like, who the hell wrote these? <laughs> like, there was oh, no God. real purpose in doing that except to be dramatic. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of emo. <laughs> this uh, movie's already dramatic. I don't have to add any extra steps. Yeah, don't be extra. Oh, man. We see a man watching all this, and... I'm just, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna Let's say go who it is. It. It's, it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise as a vampire. Okay. That crazy son of a bitch. All right, let's get into that, Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> that crazy. I mean, uh, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. The actor and the character. Anyway. You like Tom Cruise as a vampire? Yeah, yeah he's very good. Yeah, he's a very good actor. I totally agree, yeah. but. Yeah, we'll get into why the character is crazy, and everybody yeah. knows Tom Cruise is crazy, so where is the yeah. lie? Where is the lie? All where right, is the lie? Anyway. On a shirt. Right. <laughs> Louise making out with a lady of the night, and then the vampire Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, kills, he kills them, and then bites Louise's neck. And then... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sexy, right? Yeah. And then yes. this they is rise. even sexier. They rise. Yeah. They, oh God. Uh, not in the way that Aaron, you might uh, uh, 
right. <laughs> that sounds like you're uh, you're trying to infer something. <laughs> Tom Cruise grabs him up in his arms, and they fly into the sky. That's what Aaron means by rising up. Yeah, and, uh, into the sky. Holds uh, holds him, drinking his blood. You know, as a vampire does, and. Then he says to him, to Louis, do you still want death or have you tasted enough? Louis says, enough. And then Jesus. Tom Cruise, I need to stop calling him Tom Cruise. His name is Lestat. Lestat uh, drops Louis into the ocean below. Like a Very bad dramatic. Yeah. Jeez, somebody told me that I'd get flustered. My course, goodness, I'd blush. I kind of like, <laughs> oh. <kinda> like <laughs> vampire tom cruise i think i like that better than that <laughs> I, d- uh, I have a problem with doing that with just calling these <laughs> i did that with okay so later on we get antonio banderas and in my uh, notes it's not the character name it's just antonio banderas the vampire yeah. antonio banderas so I'm, I'm gonna get my shit together don't worry yeah anyway yeah <laughs> Anyway, uh, Louis is sick in bed, and Lest- how does Lestat know where he lives? Anyway, Lestat comes to Louis while sick in bed. He must have stalked him. Anyway, yeah, he comes to Louis. Connection. I guess. Oh, oh, he he. Oh, we do find out later that he has uh, tele te- uh, telepathy. Anyway, Louis is sick in bed from being fed on before, and Lestat offers to turn him into a vampire. As mm. the sun rises, Lestat wastes no fucking time in rushing to Louis's neck. Like it was, it was wild. He just like yeah. jumps at him. He j- jumped his bones. No, he didn't. He, uh, <laughs> he didn't. He, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was kind of like uh, symbolism for that. He asks him one more time if he wants to join him in immortality, not matrimony, immortality. Basically. Louis drinks from Lestat's wrists, completing the ritual. And then Louis lurches around in pain on the ground. And Lestat explains. (laughs) He explains, your body is dying. Pay no attention. It happens to us all. Hmm. Wow. So uh, Lestat tells him to look with his... Wait. They're in the cemetery, I guess. Oh, they go to the cemetery. My notes are a mess. They were in the cemetery when he was turned. They were in yeah. the cemetery when he turned? So, yes. Yeah. So he came to him when he was sick and then took him to the cemetery? Yes. Well, you remember, he got to see his last sunset, then he turned to him. Yes. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> or sunrise. The, the like cemetery that. is where you do all your dates and where you... Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to read Which was that. really cool. Yeah. I loved it. So Lestat tells him to look with his special eyes. That was like the least poetic of the lines. Of did he actually them. say that? Or did I just he, write that? No, he said, you see with your, I don't think he said special, but he said with your vampire with eyes your or vampire something eyes? like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, all right, dude. <laughs> really on the nose. <laughs> wow. Right, well, right, let's get back. Then he sees the cemetery statue's eyes seem to move, which was a cool effect. 
Uh-huh. I don't think it has anything to do with the story whatsoever, no. but it was just cool. Then uh, jump to the interviewer asking Louis about crucifixes, stakes through the heart, all that stuff that vampires do. And Louis says those things are actually fine, but coffins are a necessity. And uh, Staten actually made a good point that he could be lying about all this shit because why would you share your weaknesses with (laughs) somebody who might want to kill you later? But according to Louis, all that stuff is cool. And coffins are super cool just because uh, he needs them. I don't know why, though. That's not explained. That's wild. Anyway, we see Lestat showing Louis how to get into a coffin, jumping back into the past. And the next day, I put L and L, Lestat and Louis. That's very cute. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> They're at a tavern, drinking and flirting with a woman, a very attractive, busty woman. Lestat mm. drinks her blood and then passes her to Louis. And Lestat has this really cool accessory on his thumb. It's kind of like a stabby thimble. It's just like a stabby, fancy yeah. thimble with a point because it's stabby. Uh, it's got all this intricacy to it. It's very cool. And he uses that to let out this lady's blood. Louis doesn't want to kill her, though, but she's already dead. And he feels sorry for her. She's already dead. Yeah. She's already dead. Bit. It's too late. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. Back at their mutual <laughs> house where they're like domestic partners. Uh, not roomies. This isn't like a bromance. This is like a romance, a proper romance. Yeah. That's the subtext. They have a beautiful <laughs> servant, Yvette. And she leans over. I say servant, but she might be a slave. I'm not really sure. This is that time period. <laughs> yeah. The servant, Yvette, leans over the table, grabbing something, and Louis grabs her wrist clearly tempted. Lestat chastises him for not being more subtle. Lestat grabs a rat after Yvette leaves, by the way. He doesn't do this right in front of her. Lestat grabs a rat from the ground. Also, they have rats running around their house. That's weird. Yeah. Lestat grabs a rat (laughs) (laughs) and uh, opens it. That's not the right way to say it. Stabs it. There we go. (laughs) Pours its blood into a goblet and offers it to Louis. So apparently they can survive off of rat blood. And yes. Louis confirms yeah. this. They don't have to live off humans. Yeah, he just pops the top off the rat, pours it into a wine glass. That's a th- Yeah, that's a thing in a lot of vampires. It happens a lot. You get turned into a vampire. You don't want to be- kill people, so you go mm. to animals. But that doesn't or, last long. Or you don't have access to people, so you just live off of Mm -hmm. whatever you can. Like in the original Dracula, that was, uh, what's his name's whole thing? Uh, Renfield. Renfield, yeah. He wanted lives, lives, so he would just eat flies. So Louis confirms that they don't need to live off of humans. Uh, Lestat says he kills two to three women a night. And... Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is when he, this is when he really shows he's got some serial killer tendencies because he actually he has a pattern he lays it out he has a pattern two to three women a night and his pattern is usually a young pretty woman then a gilded young youth and then someone from the aristocracy 
I guess the blood is higher quality. I don't know. The fancy blood. <laughs> the fancy blood. It uh, that would be. I think there weird. is like I think I think in the movie they do talk about how blood tastes different from different people. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's, he makes comments throughout the movie. I have a hard time believing that yeah. someone from the aristocracy has different tasting blood. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of, it's crazier really to just have this list based on people's stations in life or their attractiveness. Like, I feel like that is crazier than selecting people based on the quality or deliciousness of their blood. I think that's what Lestat is doing. He just, he's just crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he's just crazy. Oh, um, and as he's talking about this list, he actually points out a noble woman at this uh, fancy house party. Yeah. And there's like a young fop with her. Yeah, her sidekick, as I yeah. call him. Yeah, basically. Basically. She had him kill her husband for her, and Lestat knows this because he can read fucking minds. That's scary. It is. <laughs> just it's like that joke where you look into somebody's mind, and it's just like yeah, a little music box, Jack in the Box thing. Louis explains that, or Lestat explains, Louis doesn't have this gift because it's a dark gift. That's different for each of them. They target this lady. They take her outside, Louis and Lestat. And Louis starts kissing up on her, kissing her neck. And she is really digging it. Yeah. She is so into it. And uh, she's got her two little dogs outside with her puppions. They start barking at him. So he kills them. He kills them. Maybe to shut them up. Or it could be because he is still too weak to kill humans yet. Anyway, she freaks out, understandably. So Lestat has to come in and kill her, doing Louis' dirty work. I'm not not sympathizing with Lestat here. This is just from Lestat's point of view. Doing the dirty work. He calls Louis a coward, and then Louis gets mad, and then attacks (laughs) Lestat, and then pins it. Pins him against a tree, but it's not in a sexy way. It's in a, no. an aggressive way. And Lestat just laughs at this. Then we see Louis sort of... You'd think Louis had had enough blood. He had a rat before, then he had some papillon blood. But he goes out to the cage where they keep doves, lots and lots of doves. You know, rich people shit. And then he drinks all the doves. And then afterwards... The slaves, because unfortunately this is that time period. The slaves burn the dove cage and perform voodoo. Lestat and Louis at the table again. Lestat says he is from Paris. (laughs) We're just going into backstory here. Yeah. (laughs) It seems... I know, it's just kind of funny to me because it was so dramatic before and now it's a backstory time. Oh yeah. You're just talking. He's mm-hmm. from P- Paris. Say it right. They're from Paris. Paris. He's from Paris. <laughs> everything's chill. He uh, he laughed at Louis, so everything's chill now. So 
So he starts talking about his past, sort of. Mm, he talks kinda. about how he's from Perry and that he was turned against his will. This mm. is a story I want to know, but he doesn't go into it. Mm. Louis wants to know about the mysteries of vampiredom, but the stat doesn't know. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets impatient about it. Yeah. He's like, why are you asking me all these questions? Just embrace your new life. And Lestat mm. is also, during all of this, getting really frustrated by the noise outside, the slaves performing the voodoo rituals. So he takes a horse and rides through their grouping to sort of break up the group. Meanwhile, we see Yvette comforting Louis. And this, this is when you know that, this is when you really know that Lestat is probably gay and Louis is bi, because... He seems to he seems to really be into Yvette. Right. Yeah, I'm and I'm into it. I'm into it. He's fluid. He's fluid. That's a very good word for this. You know, because mm. blood is blood is a fluid. Anyway, Yvette's very worried mm. about him. But Yvette also is very worried about herself and all the yeah. slaves, because they all know that. Louis and Lestat are yes, something's wrong with them. They're fucked up. They don't they don't know what's going on with them, but it's not good. <laughs> They're frightened by them. Yeah. And he can't resist. He bites her wrist. He just oh. chomps right down. That's a good rhyme. That was a good rhyme. Can't resist, bite her wrist. Oh fuck. I do that. Yeah. You bite wrist? <laughs> No, she just unleashes her rap skills once in a while. That's I hate it. I don't like it, though, because I don't feel like a rapper. I feel like a Dr. Seuss A book. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a skill that I sort of seem to have, and I don't want it. Anyway. That's your dark art. That's Lindsay's dark art. <laughs> she can rhyme once in a while. I wish it came with, like, actual vampire immortality, though. And, yeah. And vampire sexiness, like... Oh, you'd be the ra <laughs> rapping vampire from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. No! Oh, no, oh, no. I don't want that. Count, where, count. where can I switch out? <laughs> where can I switch out talents? I didn't ask for this. <laughs> That's for this. Anyway... The uh, mob of slaves come to the house with torches. <laughs> well, they do. <laughs> no, I just like how we just brush everything we said under the rug. It's all right. right. Just get back into it. <laughs> anyway. it's, it's a long movie. Yeah, it is a long movie. All right, let's get back into it. I'm not going to tell you how many slaves or how they do it, but they come to the house with torches. Yeah. And as they do this, Louis carries out Yvette in his arms, and he very dramatically says, that the place is cursed, that their master is the devil, and for them to free themselves. And then he himself sets fire to the house with his own torch. And this pisses Lestat the fuck off. They hide out in a cemetery after all this has gone down, and Louis says that they belong in hell. But no matter what, they're already there. Mm. Which, it, it's, it's some more like, unnecessary poetry because what is this a call push <laughs> just roasting there he's like what if they don't want this there yeah all right, all right dude whatever <laughs> I, 
I'm just so done. <laughs> I like you. I'm so done with these guys talking I'm, to me. I'm, like, I'm roast. I'm roasting this dialogue, but I wish I could write this kind of thing. Like, yeah, true. It's better it, in writing. It, it <laughs> is. It is. Good. It's very theatrical. It I, I like it. It's very good. I'm, I just like roasting it because it's very. It reminds me of like emo kids from the 2000s. Like, yeah. All right. Let's get back into this. All right. All right. So then they just, they jump around all over the place, these vampires. Now they're at a, I don't know if it's a brothel or if it's the home of a sex worker, but now they're in a house making out with a sex worker or sex yeah. worker. It's a nice house. Nice house. It's probably a brothel then. I don't know. Probably. I don't, I don't know the mm. history of sex work or brothels or anything, but let's say it's probably a brothel. But... It's beautiful and fancy, and I want to be there. And Lestat drinks her blood. You know, he's doing that whole make-out session thing. Is this the one that Lestat bites under her breast, or was yes. that a different... Yes, okay. same one. See, I didn't even Winter. write that down, but I remembered that, like, that woof, that was sexy. He uh, bites... I was going to say... I got the vapors. <laughs> oh, let me just uh, find myself off here. <laughs> Glory, Moses. Anyway, he bites her under the breast, gathers up some of her blood, and offers a glass to Louis. She doesn't die. And again, Louis finds her himself in a situation where he can't kill her. This is when it's very clear that Lestat enjoys killing people. He yeah. he enjoys the process. And uh, he ends her suffering. He is a process killer. Mm. Yeah, he is. Because he doesn't care for the product, really. No. Pretty much every vampire, really. Yeah. He might, he might enjoy the product, but it does seem to be the process that he really focuses on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's not a good guy. Guy. <laughs> he's not a good guy. I don't like that guy. All right, let's get. He's a bad time. man, Louis. Then we see Louis in the rain outside drinking rats in an alley. That's how I wrote it. Right. I'm not gonna say he opened up rats and then drank them. I'm just gonna say he drank rats. A couple of men pass by pushing a cart, and one of them warns him to. Go away. Like, don't go in that direction. The plague is in that direction. The plague. The plague. Plague. I would have survived it. What? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. No, we wouldn't survive it, even with our stuff. If we just got time traveled back there. Yeah. Even with our immune system. That's, probably, that's, yeah. that's the thing about these beautiful time periods is that we it's like that movie midnight in paris like everybody has romantic ideas about different decades right. in the past but in actuality if you had to live in that decade you'd be like oh, no. fuck yeah. i miss running water fuck where's air conditioning oh. probably eat the food and get food poisoning and die yeah exactly <laughs> Be like, what's the Wi-Fi password? No Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm yeah. Out. I'm out of here. Send me to the future. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, so Louis, I guess this is kind of like when he was a human still before he became a vampire, sort of like 
not caring about any consequences. But also, he's a vampire. I don't think the play can get him. Yeah. It doesn't have any consequences. No consequences for being a vampire. Oh, this kind of uh, mirrors the beginning when he was looking for death in the beginning, and now he's a vampire looking for death. The same. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I'll say. No, you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just complaining. No worries, but as Aaron said, <laughs> I don't. Sorry. I don't know if there's really consequences for being a vampire interacting with yeah. the plate. I think. Uh, I think he's just cool with it now. Uh, anyway, he goes inside to this little rinky-dink house, and he sees this little dirty girl. Like, this little... <laughs> uh, dirty. I mean, she's... Well, what would you call her? Disheveled. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. He, see this, he sees this little disheveled peasant girl. Oh, my God. I mean, Glasses. she is... No, she's gonna be a peasant. <laughs> Whoa, strong well, language there. Wow. I don't know. Take it up with Anne Rice. She wrote the material, not me. I'm just uh, no, summarizing her material. <laughs> yeah. All she's right. not in a grand fucking house. She's in a tiny, dirty, plague-ridden house. Please so wander around and <laughs> finds a dirty peasant. Okay. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. So this dirty peasant girl with uh, <laughs> bad blood. So what happens to her? <laughs> just insult the shit. Just insult her. She's sitting uh, on the dirty peasant ground, oh holding oh holding shit. the hand of her dirty peasant mother's oh corpse. Uh, mask off. Lindsay went mask off this episode. She hates peasant. No, <laughs> Alright. She was hiding it. Just the dirty ones. Okay. I agree with that, Lindsay. I'm with you. Alright, let's get on. So what yeah. happens there? Oh, Jesus Christ, fucking hell. We all love peasants. All right, let's get back into it. Yes, we all Um, love peasants. They're just, uh, you guys are taking the mickey out of me. I think it's important to lay out that she came from this background, though. She comes from a completely different life than Stan and Louie. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's true. Oh, my God. You guys are taking the mickey out of me for no reason. You guys are killing me. You're literally killing me. Uh, let's get back into Kill Killing me. me. Uh, let's get back into No. Uh, let's get back. Just, <laughs> just like no. Okay. Let's get... I'm trying to get back into the movie. All right. All right. To... Next time I'm gonna next time I'm gonna turn into a mean girl. No, he hates poor people. I'm poor as fuck. Right, I'm poor as fuck too. Right, I live let's... paycheck to paycheck. I don't have health care. It fucking sucks. Anyway. If we were in this movie, we'd be the poor little girl. We would. Um, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Kirsten Dunst is her name. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even think of her actor. This, right. uh, this was Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten. Kirsten. Just, Kirsten. She's just a few years young, uh, older than me, which is wild to think about. Really? Yeah. So you were a child when this movie came out. Yeah, she's a little older than me. Okay. So, but she kills it, though. Like, Kirsten Dunst as this little girl, Claudia, she kills it. She's so good. She hungs Louis, and Louis is still, it's interesting. He's still fighting the temptation to kill, but it's not like the temptation's not there. He just is constantly fighting it. Uh, But this time he fucking doesn't. He drinks her blood. 
And the stat laughs and laughs and laughs, and then he starts dancing with the corpse, you know, Claudia's mom, and that is, yeah. ooh, that was dark. Was that not dark? Yeah. I said, <laughs> I said uh, he had, like, a Jim Carrey thing going on when he was yeah. dancing. Yeah. Like, the way he was, even the way he sounded when he talked, it was like, oh, it wow. was. Ooh, it was chilling, really, because yeah. uh, he's finding so much enjoyment in this, yeah. and I just wrote down, he is such a psychopath. He, after this, he sort of lost it a bit, a bit. You know, Louis does this. He runs off, crawls around inside of a giant sewer. I say giant, but maybe sewers are just that big. That's how big they are in the Ninja Turtle movies, because they can skate around down there and live their lives. So I guess sewers are just that big. It doesn't matter. They're my childhood. Yeah, they're really good. I could go for a pizza right now. All right, let's get back into it. Okay, yeah. Louis crawls around in the sewer, just wallowing. He's wallowing. And Lestat finds him. I was going to say, he does that a lot. There's <laughs> the perpetual early 2000s music video where they're all in the rain. Walking, mm. singers walking, <laughs> singing through the rain. Emo. All right, let's Lu- get back into Louis, yeah, he just, he has like undiagnosed depression because <laughs> even at his happiest, he still seems really sad. Yeah. Lestat finds Louis, and all he had to do was follow the trail of rat corpses. That's so. <laughs> that's so wild to me. In this in this single night, sometimes I don't think about these things until I have it in my notes and sort of go over it over time when we do a record. But Louis has had the dogs, you know, yeah. the papillons, and then he had Claudia's blood, and then yeah. he had these rats. Yeah, like. How we don't know how much blood they really need to survive each night, but in a way, it sort of feels like when somebody is going on a drunken binge. That's sort of what it feels like to me. Drinking all these rats, (laughs) true, and just like leaving their bodies behind like empty bottles, empty beer cans. Yeah, that's what a rat is. Like one rat is the equivalent to a beer can, and then like a whole human child is a wine bottle, I guess. Anyway. Lestat encourages him, saying, God kills indiscriminately, and says he has a gift for him, and asks him to come get it. And so they go back home, and he says that he needs company, more congenial company than he can offer, because clearly their uh, relationship is not working out so great, and brings him to the bed where the child, Claudia, is resting and she's sick but Lestat says that he will make her well again you know just like we've seen before with Louis when he was turned and Lestat opens his wrist to her and she clamps on very eagerly it's uh it's kind of disturbing and he even yells at her stop enough and she just keeps on drinking like Guzzling. She's guzzling blood. It's disturbing. Mm-hmm. And looking creepy as fuck, panting with her teeth covered in blood. Lestat then has no choice but to like indulge her more and kills a servant. And then Claudia eagerly drinks her. And she still wants more. That's crazy. And she yeah. still wants more. 
Greedy. Are you? Is this where we are in your notes? <laughs> uh, let me check. Oh god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could take over here. If I miss anything, just jump in and give the details because I'm going to be very broad. Well, hopefully you've got her killings in notes. Yeah, she does a lot of. Oh well, fuck. It's gonna say cute stuff, but. Right. Very cute. Very cute. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny. Creepy. Kids are creepy. All right. Uh, so yeah, you got a girl vampire now, Claudia. So pretty much, Louis surmises that the fucking Lestat did all this just so he wouldn't leave them, because now they got a kid. They're a couple mm. with a kid. Yes. Can't leave he the kid. Adopted a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does call them both himself and Louis her fathers, her gay oh. fathers. It's, it's very. It's not hitting. My two dads. Like, hey, gay dads. vampire fathers. Right. That's a whole nother movie. Yep. Is this movie? It's, it's this movie. <laughs> it's very biting. It's yeah. I mean, um, this movie could have been called Gay Vampires and it would have made just as much sense. Okay. And I would have I would have watched it just as much. <laughs> so we cut to her somebody making her a dress and Lestat and uh what's his name? Louis. Fucking running around like a couple. It's fun. It's cute. <laughs> It is cute. Yeah. They need light. Let there be light. They need light. Because it's dark. They can only do stuff when it's fucking dark outside. So they go get some more lamps or whatever. And um, (laughs) uh, the woman making the dress pricks her uh, finger. And then Claudia (laughs) says she can make it better. She kisses it and then chomps on her finger. (laughs) You got a chomping noise? (laughs) It's a good noise. That was good. That was good. Like biting into celery. All right. Uh, and then they come back and see that she killed her. And they're like, oh, my God, who's going to make your dress now? You idiot. <laughs> now it's gonna be, you dummy. Vampires are very snacky. <laughs> I get that. Imagine. If, wonder if they can get high. They got the munchies. All right. Oh, man. That'd All be right. dangerous. Yeah. We cut to her. Uh, she sleeps with Louis at night in his coffin. Nothing weird. But yeah, not fun. sleep within that way. Just sleeps yeah. alongside. Yeah, like a kid and cuddling. A, a parent snuggling yeah. until she's old enough to get her coffin, which I thought was cute. Her little yeah. <laughs> little coffin there. She gets out of it during her d- the day. It's you know careful not to get any sun on her. I guess sunscreen doesn't do much to them. Sunscreen wasn't invented at this time. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder no. much how powerful sunscreen has to be for a vampire to be. I out. love that yeah. idea, though. That's yeah. good. SPF, covered in SPF 1000. He's walking around all greased up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah, that's the mood right now. All right, she gets into uh, Louise's coffin because that's what kids do. All right, whatever. I didn't do that as a kid. I like. I didn't either. Did you get in your dad's coffin? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been weird. <laughs> 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 oh my! It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> that's pretty good. I I, I love. Uh, when Lindsay left, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's my glad. Yeah. 
after we bully her. <laughs> just <I> know, <laughs> it's a week to find her for an hour. Then we make her laugh. Who knows what'll make me laugh though? I don't even know. Oh goodness. Alright, let's just cut let's just cut to the chase of these fucking pretentious ass vampires with their fucking rich wretch ass lives. I have to be here living paycheck to paycheck. Spool now time. we're mad at them. Yeah, I know I'm mad at them. Fuck I'm the vampires. I'm jealous of them. Fuck. Rich vampires, they're spoiled kids. Yeah. yeah. They're the one of the 1%. Not, not only are the rich, they're That's rich true. vampires. <laughs> I can live forever. Fuck them. I was so sympathetic towards Louis, too, but he just complains all the time. You chose this. <laughs> you chose this life, Louis. He did. Yeah. Slave owner Louis? Nah. I know, right? Nah, man. I ain't with that. All right. Point down. Claudia begins <laughs> to cry. On a bench. Uh, yeah, she pretends the lady comes up and because it's a little girl and that's what uh, and she blah, blah, blah. you know what it is you know what it is it's a trick I fell into my trap card and she eats her uh, and we see her piano teacher getting annoying with uh, him he's annoying correcting her don't correct a vampire doofus ha l. Uh, and we see a doll maker. He says, you're not rich enough for this place, little poor girl. <laughs> and yeah, and then we see her walking out with the doll. So that means she, she killed him with a goofy smile on her face. Kirsten Dernst smile. <laughs> and we see the piano teacher again. He slumps down. He's dead. And that's what happens when you back talk to a vampire. Dummy. L. Rest in peace, bozo. <laughs> and Lestat comes in and uh, teaches the piano to her himself even though he could have done that in the beginning. So who knows how many piano teachers died because Laystat was a lazy bastard. And what happens? She's playing piano. Oh, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, never mind. I don't think we've gotten to it yet. I was going to say that this is where we see like a transition in time, but... Yeah, they uh, they just assume... Just assume time passed with every scene. Fuck it. Like, sometimes they say like years passed or whatever, and it's like okay, yeah. unless they say a specific year, I'm like okay, time passed. I don't care. That's fine. I think it's interesting. Well, I just say that because I didn't write. <laughs> so, you know, you know how well, much time say, passed. Uh, yeah, that's sailboats, well, gateway, the steamboats. Yeah, but prior mm-hmm. to this, we were seeing their whole environment as a French colony, but now, now they're in. Louisiana territory because this yeah. is after America acquired it, and as Aaron said, there's yeah now they're Americans, and steamships exist now, and we see them in different fashions. And the stat says, or Louis says, one of them says we're Americans now. <laughs> the stat says he misses Creole blood. What's Creole specifically? Is that just the Cajun? Cajun, so Louisiana and French. Yeah, it's kind of like French mixed with a little bit of everything. Mm. I'm sure he just meant something in a very poetic vampire way, but I was imagining like blood with Cajun seasoning. That's what <laughs> oh he's <my> missing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that American democratic blood. Yeah, too Fuck. much, too much uh, high fructose corn syrup in that. <laughs> um. Yes, they're walking at night, as a vampire would do, with their little fancy clothes. And Claudia sees a naked woman cleaning herself. I was going to say bathing herself, but she's not really bathing herself. She's standing upright 
with just kind of washing, cleaning herself, arms, whatever. She's naked. Yeah, um, is, I uh, think. I think back then that's when they would use like a basin of water. So she's sort of like cleaning herself, singing and cleaning her body, her sexy mm. naked body mm. that yes. <laughs> that Claudia is just ogling through mm. the the crack in the door. Claudia says she doesn't want her; she wants to be her. She's oh. very poignant. That's what happens. That's what happens. I knew that was gonna happen. No, I didn't. But yeah, it's always a thing. Just turn, you know, no 18 and under vampires, you know what I'm saying? Or 21 and under. Yeah, she wants to be older, but... Laystat says sentimental nonsense like Louise when you'll be eating rats. That's how it is. No, they always bring up your, your past. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's rat, so... You're dirty rotten, right? Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's important to note, though, like how much time has passed here because yeah. this there, would mean... Yeah, she's 30-something years old, because she would be 30 years have passed, plus yeah. however old she was by the time she turned. So this is like a full-ass yeah. adult here in a child's body, wishing yeah. that she was this adult woman. It's deep. Yeah, gets uh, gets bad. Bad. Um, yeah, so it's back home. Oh, no, I... Uh, <laughs> I like how she asked, when did you eat uh, rats, Louie? And he's like, it was a long time ago. <laughs> so my boyfriend keeps bringing up past mistakes. <laughs> so did, back when I was dumb. <laughs> a long time ago, and he did the... Right, because at this point, he's he's been drinking human blood. For Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. A long time. So back at home, Claudia drawing uh, the naked lady. On the thing. Way better than I could ever. I'm jealous. 30 years have passed. Claudia hasn't grown. Laystat. I'm just keep calling him Laystat. <laughs> Laystat gives her a doll. She has dozens. She says why uh, gives her, he gives her a doll on the same day as it her birthday. Uh, Laystat says he, she should throw away some of her old dolls away. They're getting raggedy. They're getting all dirty. And she gets angry and says she will. She starts throwing dolls around. And when she gets down through the mountain of dolls, we see a corpse buried under her mountain of dolls on her bed or near her bed, somewhere around there. Whew. And Laystead gets angry. He's like, what did I tell you? Bury your corpse. Ah. Because <laughs> they can smell it, I guess, which is interesting. That's wild yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like logically they should have, but yeah. whatever. Especially vampires, I would assume they have a higher thing. They, yeah, so. yeah, like they'd be able to detect life and death. Yeah, because yeah. even later in the movie, Louis can smell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh well. Point taken away. <laughs> One star deducted. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she's angry, throws a tantrum. And we forgot to mention this before, but after Claudia's turned into a vampire, she automatically has this beautiful, you know, look to her. Like, she looks, she looks clean, she looks presentable, she looks beautiful, and her dirty blonde hair has now turned into this polished blonde, very styled hair with, like, beautiful golden curls and 
it feels very uh, appropriate for this scene because this is when she says that she feels like she is a stacked doll and the way she, with the way she's dressed and the way she's styled. So I feel like all these dolls he gives her is just uh, salt in the wound. Yeah. Yeah. He rubs it in a lot. Kind of mm. just fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So she's angry, obviously. It's kind of like Louis, right? When Louis first became a vampire, it's kind of the exact same thing. Mm. Angry with the vampires. Um, all right, and throws a tantrum, goes back, and she cuts her hair. She wants to change, like all the other people. Doesn't mm. want to be the same as always. So she goes to goes to cut her hair, cuts it off. Short hair, pretty good. <laughs> I would never trust myself to cut my own hair. <laughs> so, but yeah, and then she goes back into her room. And like two seconds later, hear her scream, comes back out her hair recruit. So you can't literally can't change anything about you when you're a vampire. Yeah. That's fucked. Damn. So the the takeaway here is is that if you want to turn into a vampire, make sure that your hair is cut in style that you like it. (laughs) For real. Or get comfortable with the idea of wearing wigs later, because that's an option. No, that's true. Yeah, it's an option, yeah. Uh, she storms out of the room, asks her mate her this way. Laystat says she should be happy he made her this way, or she'd be dead. She cuts Laystat on the face with a blade, was it? And he heals quickly. It's part, mm. of, his, part of his power. She's like, how do you do that? And now you're interested, huh? <laughs> All right, uh, Claudia runs off. Louis says, do you see that old woman? You'll never grow old and never die. It's like that means I'll never grow, which is the exact opposite of whatever. <laughs> I want to grow up, you idiot. All right. Uh, Claudia asks how it happened. Louis takes her to the place where it happened, her old uh, place, which is crazy. It's still there. That's crazy. Mm. Louis says he, uh, Louis took her life. Lace dad gave her another one. Claudia says she hates them both. I hate you, dad. All right. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> I <laughs> I hate you. All right. And this again, Louis walking alone, singing through the rain. It's a two, early 2000s music video. Uh, back home, Claudia comes in, says she's sorry. She doesn't hate him. Okay. Kind of makes up really quickly. It's time to end it. It's time to leave him. List that. So she gets that she wants to leave him, but Louis, again, he's in a relationship with him. He can't leave him like that. <laughs> he's stuck with him. An abusive relationship. Yeah, for real. I like how Claudia is the one who took fucking initiative with everything here. Louis is just a wreck. He can't do nothing. Yeah. She is so powerful. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst just really kills it in this movie. Like, I was enjoying the movie, like, who doesn't love gay vampires? But then when Claudia showed up, I was like, oh, fuck. She is just incredible. She's intense. She's scary as fuck. Like, that's what really made this movie for me, were all the Claudia scenes. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Spooky vampire baby. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, so she does uh, time to leave Lestat. So we got to Lestat. God, I hate the way I'm saying it now. Lestat. I'm going to go back to saying Lestat. Lestat playing piano. 
uh playing piano fucking nerd uh claudia says she'll make peace with him uh she's got a present for him she shows him two passed out kids on the couch drunk on brandy wine just crazy kids just get drunk on shit back then (laughs) (laughs) well Um, aaron said that was a normal thing in his childhood kids would just walk around and take sips of alcohol from all the adults that's crazy and this wasn't even the time period. This was 1800s, early 1800s. Yeah. Crazy. It's a nine. Uh, um, let's, uh, yeah. So they're drunk as far as Lestat knows. Lestat bites one of them. He's affected immediately. Immediately. I don't even know a drug that could hit you that quickly. That's crazy. It's affected immediately. Uh, you fool! You fell into my trap card. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> they were they were already dead. And apparently, Claudia says, the one thing you taught me, never eat from a dead body or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which apparently affects them in a way. That's crazy. That's a cool rule to have. You can't. The vampires can't drink from dead bodies. Uh, and then Claudia... <laughs> This is, when I, this is when I knew she's for real. Claudia uh, went up and slit Lestat's throat. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Brutal. No remorse. Not even a hesitation. If Louis had to do it, he'd have taken 20 minutes fucking pondering about it. <laughs> being poetic about it. Not, not Claudia. She just straight up did it. That's crazy. So he's bleeding everywhere. Yeah, which is crazy because he's not healing this time. Mm-mm. So I don't even... It's crazy. That's a strong effect. Drinking from dead bodies. Dead blood. Dead blood. That's crazy. That's a good rule. Uh, he's bleeding everywhere. You get a little death transformation from him. She like shrivels up into a vampire form, I guess. And Claudia, <laughs> Claudia's quick with it. She's like, burn him, bury him. What, what, what do we? What do we? What do we do? Yeah, I put it. I put that she was put. She was listing all these places gleefully. <laughs> yeah, she's very happy, Louis. God damn it, Louis. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and she's just like, no, the swamp. So they dump his body in the swamp because the reptiles will take care of his body. And this is this is where uh, Louis is like, I, uh, he's kind of feels sorry for Lestat because he's the one who made him yeah. a vampire. And he's the one who, I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> well, Jesus. another interesting thing to consider here, and this is a note that Stratton made, is that now Louis is just taking orders from a whole other vampire. Yeah. <laughs> he went from being ordered around by Lestat to being ordered around by Claudia. From his daughter, Jesus. Yeah. Adopted daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a pushover. He, man, Louis, come on, bro. This is crazy because we saw him as kind of a badass, kind of if you in the beginning, like not caring about death, not even one at gunpoint. And he's a, uh, yeah, he's just taking orders from everybody. Right. But the reptiles will take care of his body. Dude, he's fucking... Come on, dude. It never works that easy. All right. Book passage to Europe. Euro trash. All right. Uh, Claudia researching legend. And Claudia is the one researching everything. Not right. Louis Louis says it's both of them. Come on. We know it's Claudia doing all the work. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Claudia researching legends and myths of their kind. I don't even know uh, why they put that in there because we yeah. never learn anything through their eyes. <laughs> Not through research like this anyway. Maybe the yeah. book goes into more detail, but 
I feel like this is Anne Rice's doing here. Like, the movie could have been shorter, except Anne Rice was just like, no, 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 you gotta put in these details. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what happens here? Louis, knock at the door. Never good, a knock at the door. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Louis yeah. comes out in like a true horror fashion. He gets jump scared by Lestat. <laughs> and Lestat is looking gross. Oh, he's looking rough. Yeah, he's looking rough. He's looking rough. rough. He's looking. He's looking. Um, it's not looking sexy anymore. No, he's looking. Uh, Grody. Yeah, okay. You guys said way better words than I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for one, but uh, it's not It's not in the ether. He gets to the piano. He gets to the piano, playing on the piano. <laughs> uh, and they're like, huh? And he's like, ah, oh, I'm here. Uh. He's looking rough. <laughs> Plus that Still says got those he... cheekbones, though. <laughs> Stuck up the razor sharp cheekbones. Plus that goes at him. Ew! Like a cat. <laughs> a vampire cat. Oh, uh, and the way yeah. that uh, Lestat's been surviving yeah. this whole time, uh, he's he's been eating snake, or not eating, he's been drinking snake and toad blood and stuff in the Mississippi River until yeah, he felt uh, strong enough to get back. Yeah. That's crazy. That's desperation. That's crazy. Yeah, That's surviving. Yeah, surviving. He said it himself. It's a good trick if you need surviving when mm. eating animals and everything. Lestat gets at him, attacks him. Louis throws the lantern at him, setting him on fire, setting the whole place on fire. Again, another house burnt. <laughs> Louis, an arsonist. Louis is an arsonist, not a narcissist. He's an arsonist. He's a big softy arsonist. Lestat's the narcissist. Yeah. But he's, he's a... not an arsonist. Well... Another house on fire. Now they got to move again. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. That's got to be so old. I hate moving. Yeah, so they run to the ship, set sail to Europe. Hope it was a good vacation, huh? Hope I get a postcard. Uh, all right, that joke didn't land. All right, Louis thinks this dad <laughs> deserved uh, his vengeance. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Come on, bro. If a guy's going to kill me. I ain't gonna feel sympathy for them. All right. He's just a he's just a pacifist. Like he yeah. can't kill vampires or people without remorse. Yeah. No problem with rats, though. <laughs> he literally got the opposite of what he wanted. <laughs> like he wanted to die, and now he's living forever. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that sucks for you, dude. I like your plague. Uh, I like how he says this is a plague hit the ship. Claudia and Louis, yeah. Claudia and I are the only ones immune. I wonder why. I wonder why, <laughs> Louis. Basically. He said uh, they were the weird two people who didn't talk to anybody on the boat. That's what he said. He said we just kept to ourselves while everybody uh, else was dying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That would look so suspicious, though. <laughs> Especially if anybody knew a history of them, like losing piano teachers or dressmakers or their house going up in flames. Like, uh, whatever. Oh, whatever. He's fine. Uh, yeah. Search country after country, found nothing. I wonder what countries they went to. I wonder if they went to Mexico. I wrote it down, some of them, because it's really cool. Like, when they're on the ship, it shows Claudia painting very, very well. Like, we know she's an adult woman who's 
had time to learn how to paint, but I bet the people on the ship before they uh, <clears throat> mysteriously died were all in shock at this child prodigy, like painting like a master. But she paints, they use this opportunity to flip through different canvases to show all the places that they travel to. And it includes places like St. Petersburg, Russia, the pyramids in Egypt, some castle, I don't know where, but a castle. <laughs> Oh, Dracula, maybe. All right. uh, I, I was hoping that. I saw that and I was like, I hope that's Transylvania. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you and know. Uh, until it's Perry, 1870. 1870, oh Perry. You did it again. Oh, mother. You rhymed it. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so they arrive. All right, Perry, I need a croissant. <laughs> All right, that's the <laughs> That and fromage. And that's it. Perry, September 1870. Fancy, fancy. Oh, shit. I ran my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing and partying. Just to <laughs> That's my notes. That's how I wrote my notes. I didn't even realize that. Nice. Time passed. And they, uh, Louis given up the search for me. Louis, Louis is the guy in the group where you, group work where he doesn't, <laughs> just around. He doesn't do anything. He says, are we done? Are we done? All right, we done. That's cool. He's like, uh, they'd given up the search for vampires. All right, that's what Louis says. But. But what happened, Lindsay? But even though they've given up looking for vampires, vampires find them. Yes. They got this. They do the mirror spot, uh, which is the mirror spot is another pro wrestling term. (laughs) The mirror spot is when uh, uh, you got two people and they uh, do the, like they're in a mirror. Like they, one of them copies the other one's movements. That's what this vampire does, walking up to him, looking like Jack the Repair, this long coat in the hat, and fancy, fancy Perry. Uh, so yeah, he meets this guy. They come closer. They do the mirror spot, copying each other. And this is the guy, vampire, does dancing, starts dancing a little dance for the dancing. And he's, I like the effects here. He dances yeah. up the, uh, the wall of the tunnel, up the side of it, up the roof. And he comes down and gives <laughs> gives uh, Louis a little slap on the face. <laughs> and Louis gets angry. Yeah. I like how angry he gets super fast. Big, big softy, though. And then, my man, my my love. Your mans. My mans, even though he has a horrible casting. He's not a good casting director. <laughs> well, who shows up, Lindsay? Well, the first vampire that we saw, the silly one, his name is Santiago. Oh, this I, one that that rolls up, I wrote Antonio Banderas, but his name is actually Armand. 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 My man. Looking flies ever. Yeah, Armand, vampire. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Banderas. Banderas. Armand invites Louis to the Theater de Vampire. I don't know how you'd say it in French. But that's how I said. The theater. Theater the vampire. I wrote I wrote the phonetics down in my notes so I could try to pronounce it correctly, but I'm like doing it very quietly, practicing. Theatre de vampire. Theater of what? Vampires. Oh, okay. I didn't. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, this is French. It's French. I don't. I don't know French. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't either. I'm sorry. 
and all these fancy French words. I'm American. No, I was kidding. All right. <laughs> so I go to the theater. I like this line here. They're up in the fancy seats up there because they're rich. Okay, I see how it is. I like his line. He's like, vampires pretending to be humans, pretending to be vampires. How avant-garde. I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretentious. That's pretentious. That's nobody says avant-garde yeah. unironically. Nobody said avant-garde unironically in the past twenty years. That's crazy. But I like that line. It's so. Mm, is it is it Claudia that says it to Louis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Louis, yeah the Claudia is like how avant-garde. It's like okay, now you're just a, <laughs> you're making fun of yourself at that point. Yeah, I like the line a lot. I like it. <laughs> so we see a little comedy skit from the vampires. I didn't fucking care about it. It's an no. angel or something. I didn't write it down, whatever. No. And then we get a serious, serious theater piece. The mood changes. No more joking around, people. This is th- serious theater art piece here. Uh, they get a woman. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure this is just a random woman <laughs> they got off the street. That yeah. would be part of the, uh, so, uh, an actress, in serious piece, they strip a woman on stage. And to be clear, like, it's not yeah. obvious right away, but as we see this very strange performance, we see the mm-hmm. audience, and the audience, is into you might it, think kinda. that there are, like, all vampires watching, because no. this is, like, a thing for vampires, but no. This is a performance for humans, and they're all looking confused at this. Yeah. Well, at first they're kind of into it, and then we see a lady yeah. from the crowd scream something to her. like, take me, blah, 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 blah. You horrible yeah. me. But, uh, yeah, and then they told her, shut up and sit down. So they're into it first. But then we get serious. But yeah. Well, the, the woman on stage looks very distressed, and that's oh, when yeah. the, the audience sort of shifts its mood. Yeah, the mood is about to change. Armand comes out looking sick in his red robe, uh, fanged up, comes up, and he's everybody gets serious because he's the main guy. Bad mm-hmm. walks to woman, completely strips her now because before it was her top, now it's everything. Now you can see everything from the bottom up. Bites her on the neck. That's what I. And then all the other vampires devour, 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 devour her, devour her. And then crowd leaves. Nobody says a word now. The crowd <laughs> they they definitely look disturbed this time though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. They just all whisper to themselves that that was avant garde, right? <laughs> yeah, like they're <laughs> they're that probably was... like not wanting to admit that they're disturbed, and yeah. they totally got it. Like, oh yeah, didn't you get the whole subtext to that thing? Yeah, that oh, was uh, that was that was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Like that guy in real life who uh, pretended <laughs> to be an art critic and just showed up to like art shows and everything and just wrote down his critiques were like nonsense. Wow. And he got famous for it. Oh my God. And he came out as like literally, I this was just me showing how like nothing in critique matters. Like you can just yeah. say, say shit and people will say they get you. It's good. Like it's just up to the person viewing it. Like that's why I don't take critics seriously. Yeah, um, I don't either. I wish I had the guts to do something like that though. Yeah. Like people people who have the balls to do something crazy like yeah. that profit so much sometimes. 
Right, like a like guy who just taped a banana on the wall in an yeah. art museum, in like an art place, and and then somebody ate it. Is that what I would? Yeah. But I don't know. It's fun stuff like that. Just trolling the mm-hmm. art crowd, even though I'm part of the art crowd, kind of. Yeah. But I, we all are. People, people take themselves so seriously. I think we can all agree that there's a lot of bullshit. It is. There's a lot of bullshit. It's crazy. All right, let's not get into art critique. We can have an after the show. Armand guides Claudia and Louis downstairs. Armand offers a little boy for Louis to buy. Not in a weird way. Kind of in a weird way. Boy is covered in bites. Is he a vampire? I don't think the boy's a vampire. No, he's no, a... He's a little snack. Yeah. Yeah. He lives by them just taking little bites every now and then. That's like crazy. A little, like a little... I hate that. Hors d'oeuvre. I hate that so much. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to be bitten. All the I want to know. I want to know what the psychology is behind this little boy. Like, what does he think is going on? Like, how does he feel about this? Because this is wild. Yeah. What does he eat? What do they feed him? Do they give him any sort of like human comforts? We don't know. Oh Did my I read the book? God. Dude, Claudia would be so jealous. Oh no, I don't think she's dead. But she was there, because uh, he's not a vampire. He's gonna grow up unless they turn him into a vampire. Yeah, they're probably gonna turn him. Into- that was the plan. Oh god, I hate, I hate thinking about that so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hate the crunch of the bites when they. When they <laughs> People like shouldn't it. be crunchy when you're bitten into. Like that um, shouldn't be a thing. I was yeah. thinking that too when we first see Claudia chomp down on a finger when it goes. <laughs> I don't think that's how a finger would sound. Yeah. Not unless you're biting into the bones, and yeah. she's not doing that. So whatever, it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Things are crunchier in movies. Yeah, because yeah, uh, well, yeah, there's a boy covered in bites. Louis goes to bite him, and he and he sees a bite already there where he's about to bite, and he just switches his hand. Or that's the part. That's the hand. The hand bites. I'm not. I'm not with. I'm not yeah. trying to do that. That's that's bad. So. I, I just wanted to like jump in here too. I mm. feel like this is a really interesting world building here because this whole underground of vampires underneath the theater, these are all old world vampires. Whereas Louis and Lestat come from, and Claudia, they're all from the new world. So they have very different mentalities. With these old world vampires, they live very flamboyantly, but they have just completely lost touch in a whole other way. And that's why Antonio Ben, not Antonio Banderas, that's why Armand takes a liking to Louis because he can sense sadness in Louis that's like Louis is still in touch with his human side. And that's extremely rare for a vampire. Like that's unheard of. Yeah, basically. Louis is a softie. <laughs> He's a softie. He's soft boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He just kind of went through it, but I, I, I like. Uh, yeah, Lu- yeah. Louis is Armand, the leader of the group. He says if there would be, he would be one. Louis asks who is the source of all this evil. Da da da. And then Louis and Armand talk about the nature of good and evil for a bit, you know, philosophizing. Uh, Armand knows. I like this line. I know. Armand says, "I know nothing of." god or the devil no vision that would save or damn my soul that's pretty cool hmm. i'm gonna steal that i'm gonna pick somebody up with that that's gonna get them <laughs> uh after 400 years he is the oldest vampire that they know of that's crazy 
yeah, old world. Which four hundred years, nine what nineteen eighty, so like fifteen hundreds would be. Where they're from? That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Claudia asks to leave because she's hungry. Yeah, I got you there, girl. Mm. <laughs> Again, Louis thinks about how he wronged Lestat. He can't get it out of his mind. And a vampire, like was it Gustavo? <laughs> what was his name? It was her mom. Uh, no, the one, the one who says, "Who? Uh, what vampire? The one who's the one who slapped him." Goofy um. Oh, uh, I thought it was Armand that said that he knew that he killed Lestat. That's a bit later. Somebody tells Louis that the biggest break in law for vampires is killing another vampire. Uh oh. That's bad. Hmm. That's so interesting, though. Like. Louis, from our eyes, from our human eyes, see him sort of as a soft boy. But from a vampire's perspective, he has killed another one of their kind, and that's the biggest no-no. So he's, yeah. he's like a villain in their eyes. Yeah, he's, uh... <laughs> it's actually Claudia who did everything. <laughs> think about it. Uh, yeah, Claudia, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. She's the mastermind. All right, back home, Claudia says that Armand wants Louis as his companion. She can feel it in her so- her soul. So that's her. Yeah, she can feel souls. I guess. I mean, she says that Armand even telepathically told her yeah. to let Louis go. So <laughs> she's she's literally been told this. <laughs> Imagine. Jesus, that's, that's the biggest hating ever. Imagine. Yeah. That's really sad. Armand going after this kid. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's uh, not a kid, though. No, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, know. It's hard to forget that. Yeah. She asks Louis if she should let him go. Do you want that? Do you want that? Nah, obviously not. Uh, Louis tells her it'll be all right. No one will harm her. All right, dude. Ah, Louis and Armand back at the theater. The little date at the theater. So this is... <laughs> Where they talk a lot here. Claudia's in danger. I'm just giving the bullet points of their meeting here. Somebody mm-hmm. get the minute, minutes of the meeting. Claudia's in danger. It's forbidden to make someone so young a vampire. In order to save her, he needs to send her away. Louis can't do that. He's too attached to her. Obviously, it's his adopted daughter. He can't send her away. Uh, Louis and Armand talk. Uh, Armand caresses Louis' face. Armand says Louis is a vampire with a human soul. Armand says Louis is beautiful. It's a lot of <laughs> Armand. And here we know Armand knew less that. And he says, I knew him enough not to care about when he died. So I guess they didn't know love lost there. Everybody hated Lestat, apparently. <laughs> Lestat didn't make any friends. No. <laughs> so he was kicked out of Perry. That's the true story. They kicked him out of there. Chased him out of the country. Get out of here. Oh, I love the line he says, though. Like, when Antonio... Not Antonio. When Armand... When Armand strokes Louis' face, which is weird to think about Antonio Banderas like saying sweet nothings to Brad Pitt. Anyway, yeah. he's he's caressing his face saying, You are beautiful, and then he says, Lestat must have wept when he made you. I like, oh whoa. Oh god. It's right. so intense. I'm blushing right now. <laughs> I know. It's dripping with romance. Jesus or horniness, Christ. I don't know. <laughs> Whoa, I'm going to use that line on somebody. God must have wept when he made you. Oh, (laughs) 
Jeez. <laughs> Hopefully they don't slap me and run away. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> that, could, that could sound creepy too. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's 50-50. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really don't. It depends on who you're <laughs> saying this to, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, all right. It's part of the vibe. All right. <laughs> Imagine. That's very forward. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about it. That's very intense. I, yeah, I'm just, just, just going to say, like, I used to attract a lot of weird guys in high school. <laughs> and, oh, God. Oh, yeah, okay. One of them literally called me my lady and kissed oh, my hand. <laughs> okay, that's too far. And oh, this is yeah. what, these are the vibes I'm getting. Yeah, honest. true. All right, never mind. <laughs> Cut that. Okay. Abort that. Uh, yeah, that's I true. was like, I was debating, should I even tell this? This is so cringe. It is very cringe. Yeah. A lot of these lines now... It, a lot of poetic lines. <laughs> it wouldn't do well now. No. Oh, man. It's great That's to cool. read about, like, in a book or watching yeah. a movie like this, but you can't, you can't no, duplicate it, it in work. real life. No. <laughs> you, get, you get laughed at. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. You fucking nerd. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What'd you say to me? Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, man. It's also weird if you don't talk like that every day. Every day. God wept when he... All right. All right. So Louis sees... So kind of Louis wants Armand as a teacher, kind of. Yeah. Thinks he, he can learn more about vampires. Yeah. All righty then. So Louis goes home. Claudia with a woman. I'm like, oh, where is this going? Ooh. You know? I know. Like, no. Okay. But pretty much Claudia wants Louis to make the woman... We never get her name, do we? I just read that one woman. Claudia wants Louis to turn woman into a vampire suit to have as a companion. Kind of. That's, you know. Claudia is the only one coming up with ideas. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a bad idea in theory, but. Yeah, like she's thought this out and it's so, it's really tragic. Yeah. She thinks that she's losing Louis to Armand. Yeah. And she herself is too weak to turn the woman into a vampire. So that's why she's asking Louis to do it. Yeah, it's, uh, which isn't bad if they did this a couple hours earlier, you know. <laughs> but it's too emotional. That's that's what it is, too emotional. Louis can't do it. I won't let you go. Too emotional. And if you're wondering, like, if the mm-hmm. woman is freaking out or not, like, no. if she's bolting for the door, no, she wants to be turned into a vampire. She knows. Yeah. She knows what's going on. And Louis is like, do you even know what you're getting yourself into? You think it's just all beauty? Nah. Nah, girl. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Nah, girl. Nah, girl. You crazy? All right. Nah, uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> a very beautiful woman, too. So Louis refuses, but then oh, I just read here. Just cut, just cut, cut out the middleman. And it's literally the line I read. Louis refuses, but then does it. <laughs> Oh man, but wait, her motivation. Yeah, yeah go for it. That's what I just wrote. So, just, sorry. So this beautiful woman, which you're right, she is very beautiful. So I feel like Claudia was like, I'm going to find a <laughs> yeah. mom, but I'm going to make sure she's beautiful. The woman opens a locket and it shows a portrait of her little girl, the daughter she had who had died, who very much looks like Claudia. So... There's her motivation for becoming a vampire. Nice. 
It's <laughs> good. So yeah, Lily again pontificating, fucking lies down on the balcony ledge, like fucking. Oh my god, dude! Just needs a guitar. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does it very slowly and like with emotion because he's sad about it. So he bites her. And uh, yeah, we cut to her dying on the floor. Everything, you know that line. We all that all happens to everybody. All right, cut to theater vampires busting in. They ruin the party. They vampire nap them. Sorry. I love this line that he says though, because him doing this, him converting this woman, he says that was the action that made the last bit of human in him die. Yeah. So this was such a huge ask of him pretty tragic there's feels all around i feel bad for everybody i feel bad for louis i feel bad for claudia i feel bad for the woman but i don't feel bad for lestat wherever he is anyway the underground vamps uh, as miguel said have arrived and they attack on the orders of santiago they attack claudia they put louis in a coffin they take him to the underground vampire lair and they put him in a tomb. They literally entomb him, which is pretty scary because he can't do anything about that. They put Claudia and the lady alone in sort of like the bottom of a well. And there's like a grate open to the outside showing the moon. But soon we see that the sun is rising. And Claude, oof, this is oof. I'm I'm literally getting chills just like looking at my notes and recounting this scene because this was this was very intense. It was chilling. We see Claudia and the woman embrace in terror as the sun comes up and burns them and they scream. Then we see Armand entombing Louis. Louis finds the well. He's running around desperate because he he's been hearing their screams. He knows something's up. He runs around trying to find them. He finds Claudia and the woman, and they are completely burnt ash. to a crisp, to yep. ash. They crumble ashes. to dust. Dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. <sighs> I did not expect that. I didn't think they were acting and die. I thought they were going to be safe. <laughs> That's crazy. Super dead. They're the deadest you can get. That's the deadest you can get when you're a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Louis gives everybody the evil stare, like I'm gonna fuck you guys. Up. Yeah. It's like, oh god. And we cut back to him in the interview. Where Louis is reminiscing. Louis is crying. Interview is like, oh, so vampires can't cry. And Louis is like, only once or twice. Man, what a fucking snotty remark okay. to make. <laughs> he's he's recounting. Like, his companion of several decades. Like, his closest companion. Her brutal death. And the interviewer is like, uh, vampires can't cry. Like, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Insane. Yeah. So, but Louis turns that into like, yeah, and maybe it was something, something with my tears that I decided to go with my revenge or something. He turned, he switched it up. Yeah. That was cool. Revenge, revenge. Louis comes in. We see him getting gasoline all over there. Name brand gasoline. What name brand <laughs> gasoline? Gasoline brand gasoline from the, from that's what it is. Uh, just pouring it everywhere around the theater. The theater with the scythe in his hand. That's badass. Where do you get that scythe from? I don't know. That's badass. 
He sets it on fire. And it's it's daytime, so all these vampires are presumably like in their coffin sleeping. Yeah, sleeping. Taking naps. Yeah, and then one of them comes up, one of the woman vampire woman vampires comes up, he cuts her head off, <laughs> slices one, got one on fire, pretty much killing everybody. Cool scene, I love this. It slices one in half, place mm. is burning, place is burning, another place burning. Yeah. <laughs> he really is an arsonist. <laughs> Jesus. This is number three. Number three. Oh man. And yeah, so he, he burned the place down, killed a bunch of vampires in there. Badass. Goes outside. We see a carriage coming in out of the fog. It's Armand with this little boy. Oh, okay, I need to. Oh yeah, this. the little, the little, the little <laughs> human. Oh, I was gonna say the little human snack, and that sounds bad too. The little human hors d'oeuvre that the vampires take little nips of. Yeah, so they save him. Armand comes in saving his man. Little crush. <laughs> his man. <laughs> his man. Like, they go to Armand's house, I'm assuming. <laughs> Somewhere. They go someplace uh, safe. And Armand says Luis made him see the failure of their ways, of their out antiquated ways. Um, just a quick switch. Yeah. It's very quick. I didn't trust him. Me neither. Yeah, so he, he pretty much invites Louis to come to stay with him, be his companion, be very flirty. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, be with me, you'll learn everything. Pretty much, you know, be my student, I'll be your teacher kind of thing. Is this a role play or something? No. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> what a pair we could make, he says. And Louis... Louis ain't a pushover anymore. He ain't going to be taking orders from everybody no more. He's like, he doesn't want to learn from Armand after what happened to Claudia. Obviously. Mm. Literally. He, and Armand's like, I didn't want that to happen. Louis's like, yes, you did. He calls him out immediately. He's like, okay, dude. Yeah, so Louis doesn't want to learn from Armand. He even, he even wonders if yeah. Armand orchestrated this whole thing. Yeah. Which he might have. We don't know, but he might have. Yeah, and Louis gets real close to Armand's face, like, oh my god, they're gonna mm-hmm. kiss. Oh my god, I could feel it. that was the most tense moment for me. I'm like, oh my god, dude, they're right there. That's crazy. And then Louis declines Armand. That's what I wrote. He's like, uh, anything I can learn being a bad vampire, I, I can learn from myself. That's mm-hmm. what he is. <laughs> like, you can't teach me anything, dude. Uh, yeah. Yep, that's that. Uh, and what happens next? I kind of... <laughs> well, Louis returns to the U.S. Uh, is this where he can see the sunrise because of movies or something? Yeah. That's cool. That was cool. That was cool. I like that. You get the oh. passage of time. Yeah. The very first one that we see him see in theaters was Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> that, I loved that so much. And Nosferatu was in... Uh, 1922 so now we know at least this point he's living in 1922 and then we see gone with the wind which was with the when was that one made 30s Mm, it was in color it was in color who knows when gone with 1939 you got it yeah. Oh, yeah. 1939. And then we see Superman, which it's so funny. 
1978 was when Superman came out. But it's so funny. I literally, this past year, had watched Nosferatu, Gone with the Wind, and Superman. And it was my first time seeing Superman. Just like Louis. Just like Louis. I am just like Louis. I'm just like Louis. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Superman cameo. I like that. was cool. Spring of 1988. Return to New Orleans. No. New Orleans. He smells a smelly smell. A smell that smells smelly. Uh, he's walking. Got hair down, looking like he's in a band. Comes up to a house somewhere. I don't know. Cemetery. <laughs> it's a cemetery. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, mausoleum. Mausoleum. Damn. Mausoleum. What's the difference? If I'm not, Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I thought a mausoleum was what you put in a cemetery that can that can hold multiple coffins like usually all from the same family mm. let's go with that i thought it was a mausoleum but i don't know kind of looks like a i don't know it looks like a house doesn't yeah, it yeah it does like a rundown house let's just say abandoned building there you go okay <laughs> that works <laughs> he comes up to it because he can smell a smell familiar smell so he hears a voice Voice that says, I'm so glad you're here. Who could it be? Let's just not. Let's that turns around in his chair dramatically. Mm. Which I thought it was funny. That's so goofy. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Like, you know, uh, you know that he would have recognized, and he did recognize <laughs> Louis' presence without turning around. So he purposefully sat yeah. there waiting with his back turned to, until Louis showed up. And then had to await and then dramatically turn around. Anyway, I'm not going to rip on that. I liked it. All right. When he turns, this is the roughest we've ever seen him. Yeah. He's never going to look sexy. Well, <laughs> you think that. He's, yeah. He looks so far gone here. Unless that's like, ah, you come back to me back home. And Louis is like, no. No. <laughs> so Louis and Lestat talk. Very sad. The stats a shell of a swarmer saw. Then a helicopter comes up and shines a light on them out of nowhere. I thought that was weird. Yeah. It no, yeah. has nothing to do with anything. I've never been in a building and had a, a helicopter shine a light on me. So I don't know how that happens, but all right. And Louis comforts him. That was very sad, kind of. That's when I <laughs> felt kind of sad for Lestat, really. Louis comforting him because of the shining. And he's like, it's a false light. It's not going to harm you. Yeah, it's not the sun. You idiot. Just kidding. No, he's a bad guy. You idiot. You idiot. You idiot. Idiot. Oh, I wrote down, everyone wants Louis. But <laughs> <laughs> like Claudia, Antonio Banderas, I need to stop calling him that. Claudia, Armand, the stat, they're all just thirsting after him so bad. Yeah. Well, he's a free spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Lestat wants Louis to be with him so he can go out into the world again and be one again. Literally just, like, giving him selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for real. Not a good incentive. No. And Louis just kind of leaves him to be very sad. Yeah, that's it for Lestat, as far as we know. That's what Louis says. We go back to the interviewer. He's like, and that's it. All right. We're done here. <laughs> as, as, uh, Louis doesn't know what happened to Lestat. And uh, the interviewer is like, that's it? I can't end like that. 
No more. <laughs> no, can't end like that. The story doesn't end there. Uh, we, of course, of course, what if I was? That's what happened. If somebody told me that, remember, he's like, uh, the interviewer was like, no, I can't let it end like that. I need to know what. It, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so pretty much, the interviewer wants to be a vampire now. <laughs> after he hears that, <laughs> he's like, you can take me. I'll be your guide to the outside world. Please, 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 pick me. He's a pick me. He's a pick me. Mm-hmm. Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Louis like, God damn it, I felt the end. He's like, God damn it, <laughs> shit, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Are you serious right now? I got one of these. Damn it. And Louis gets angry and holds him up, rushes to him, holds him up his, by the neck. Chokes up to the, him. Chokes him. Ghouls him. He's like, do you like this? Do you like this? <laughs> what if he had said, yes, daddy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. No, what happens next? And he just leaves, I guess. He flees. <laughs> yeah. He flees. He just Louis leaves. Flies out the window. Whatever. Yeah, he kind of leaves. And then the interviewer runs out again. Uh, not again, but he leaves too. In this hotel room. Not paying. Or maybe they paid for the night. I don't know. I don't know how it is. He leaves, runs to his car, and goes somewhere. Immediately puts that tape in the tape player. Right. Gotta make sure the interview. Yeah, yeah. And he's just listening to it, going, making crazy faces. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, dude." He's like, "Yeah, no, this is the good stuff. This is the good shit." I don't good know stuff. how he was gonna sell that to his editor, though. Like, no, not at all. The editor's not gonna believe. And what happens when? <laughs> oh like shit! Stuff. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Who do you think it is? it is? Claudia? No, it's Lestat. He pops up from the back of the car. <laughs> He's like, I need no intro. <laughs> oh, he kills him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he says, yeah, he says he needs no introduction. That's kills that's pretty him. cool, actually. That's that was, that was yeah. cool. <laughs> that was and he cool. says, I feel better already. Yeah. This guy, this guy's back in action. He's back. He's yeah. back. He's back. And he, yeah, he feels better already. And we can see literally just one second to the other. He's back. He's literally back. He's back to his beautiful self. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. His former glory. He even like takes over the car, the car. though. Like yeah. he <laughs> pushes over the body and starts driving the car. Yeah. And he, uh, oh, pers- this is a good line, too. He says he's had enough of listening to Louis for centuries. Turns yeah. off the tape. He's and always whining. Always whining. <laughs> Always oh, whining. I like that. And then, what song does he switch to? Sympathy for the Devil. Hell yeah! Oh, I, oh, I guess he doesn't no. kill the interviewer because this, like, no. right after this, that's when he uh, gives him the choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't have. Just starting all over again. Starting all over again. That was the perfect ending. That was yeah. that was really good. Don't feel bad for Lestat. <laughs> he becomes a rock star. Yeah. He totally would. Jesus Christ. Just like the one percent. <laughs> well he actually did. In the next two books. It becomes Really? Rock. Wait, oh don't spoil God. it. I wanna read I wanna read I wanna read the De- delete that from your memory bank. Yeah. <laughs> delete delete. Spoiler. Anyway, reviews? Alright, I'll start first. It's a good movie. <laughs> Alright. All right, let me think about there you go. this. It's a good movie. It's, yeah. be, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, I give it an eight out of ten. Sexy boy, sexy male vampires. Sexy vampires. That's it. That's it. 
Sexy. Sexy. Eight out of ten. Strong. Who's next? I guess I'll go. I went into this with no real idea of this movie other than like clips I'd seen. I was really I was really nervous that there was gonna be some underage stuff in here, but it turned out okay. It was mostly gay vampires and hey, who doesn't love that? It was really, really good. It far surpassed my expectations enough that I would watch this again. I would read the books. And I don't have many complaints about it. I think the only thing is I love that Anne Rice was so deeply involved that she wrote the screenplay, but I feel like in a way that was at the detriment to this movie sometimes. Sometimes there were details that weren't really needed, and other times I felt like they could have elaborated more. Like They talked about how each vampire has their own sort of dark specialties, they never go into Louise. They never go into the origins of vampires. Maybe they go into that with the later books and the later movies. I don't know. But in the very least, they also don't go into uh, Lestat's origin story, even though he like hints at it so many times. He just he never gives us that, and it's such a such a tease. I really wanted to know Lestat's origin story. But those are just really little minor details. Overall, the movie was incredible. And Claudia's acting, that alone was so appealing. Like, she really killed it. Um, So with that, I would give this movie 9 out of 10 dead rats. Whoa. (laughs) 9 out of 10 dead rats. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, for me... Watching this movie again was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, when you watch movies, you see little different things that you may not have noticed before. And there was a few things I saw again that I didn't really catch on at the beginning. But, I mean, it's definitely a great movie. It's a good, definitely a love story with a stat and Louie. And, I mean, there's not much more that can be said about this movie. It was filmed great. Some of the dialogue could be cheesy, but, yeah, I mean, you're talking about 18th century, 19th century. Yeah. You know, dialogue. So that being said, I will give this a seven and a half dead mama corpses out of 10. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Sweet. Now, my question is this is the last vampire movie for this extended vampire month, right? Yes. So, are we have sort of briefly talked about the idea of countering it with werewolf movies? Is that what we're going with? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Hell yeah. But that'll be fun. It's like a vampire versus werewolves thing. Lycanthropes. Is that yes. how you say it? Lycanthropes. That sounds right. Alrighty. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Stories to Dismember podcast. Please be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and leave a rating. You can contact us at stories to dismember at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on TikTok at Stories to Dismember. The music for Stories to Dismember is provided by Wendfeather. 
and episodes are edited by Stratton Meyer. We can't wait to hang out with you next time. Bye-bye.